Thanks for listening to the Valley Point Church Podcast. We hope it's a blessing to you. Okay, here we are, the first Sunday of a new year, and we are stepping into what is now a Valley Point tradition called Life Verse. Here's how this will work today. I'm going to share a big idea with you, so please take out your talk notes and get that sheet ready. I want you to take good notes today because I think that will be helpful for you. I'm going to share a big idea, and then I want to give you some context for life verse because not everybody here has walked through that, and so I just want to talk to you about life verse and how we have come to love this as a church Big idea, context, and then I have a new church-wide life verse to share with all of you that will replace Micah chapter 6, verse 8. I've got a new verse for you, and really thrilled about sharing that today. And then I have a challenge for everybody, or some takeaways. So big idea, context, a new church-wide life verse that we will all work at memorizing, and that's going to be a great exercise for us and then a challenge. Here's our big idea. Happy New Year. It's been stated a couple of times, but I want to say that one more time. And I want to follow that with, let's allow God's word to guide us. Let's just do that, okay? God's word is valuable. It's powerful. It's living. Scripture is breathed out by God himself. And so let's look at it, let's investigate, let's research, and we're going to do that corporately, and I'm also going to challenge everybody to do that on their own. And then let's allow what we discover from God's Word to guide us, because it has that ability, it has that kind of power, and it can be transforming for us. So, Happy New Year! Let's just start this year by allowing God's Word to guide us. Okay, Let me give you some context for life verse. This is actually something that began in 2013. So this is the eighth year that we will begin the year here at Valley Point Church by saying, let's all pick a verse or two and use that as a way to anchor our souls. But I will say in 2013, life verse began in a very inglorious kind of way. Here's what I mean by that. And I have shared this information before, but I know not everybody has walked through life verse, and so it's just helpful for you to know the history of what now really shapes us and what is so important for our faith community. 2013, New Year, and I was teaching on that first Sunday of 2013, and In my mind, I was kind of tired from year-end and a lot of Christmas Eve gatherings and a new year. I was kind of worn out, but I had to teach, and so I had to prepare something to give 
to the church, but in my mind, I'm like, I'm tired. Everybody's tired. We're crawling out from underneath the holidays and the new year. There's a lot of activity and nobody's really concentrating. Nobody's paying attention. I don't even know if anybody will come to church for the first three weeks of the year. So I'm not going to do anything important. Let's just throw something out there, fill the space. And then when we get to the third or fourth week of January, then we can do something really important and teach. And that'll be great because everybody's back and everybody will be feeling good about the new year. I'm ashamed to admit that, but that's how I approached 2013. And God really began to do something unique because he took what I was just going to throw out there and do and turned it into what is now a tradition. So I thought, let's just talk about the value of God's word. It's beautiful. There's stuff in here for us that can guide and direct. I'll give an apologetic for the word of God, which is not an apology for it. It is a defense of the word of God and how beautiful this is and how it's trustworthy and how we need it in our lives. I thought that would be great and we'll do that. And then I'll ask everybody, pick a verse or two. Write it down somewhere, and that'll be your verse for 2013, and we can be done with this series, and then move on to something important again. So that's what we did. I talked about the Word of God. It's breathed out by God himself, and asked everybody to pick a verse or two, and we had people write down the verses that they chose that year on post-it notes. Does anybody remember doing that, if you were here? Post-it notes. And then it was like, what? What do we do with the post-it notes? So we collected them and we put them in a frame like here's life verses and we put it on the wall and it was a small frame because our church was much smaller in 2013 than what it is today and that's basically the series and wouldn't you know, wouldn't you know, what I thought was just filling space and time to get to something really important actually moved our church on the inside. And our hearts were touched in a really unique way with this simple exercise of opening up the word of God and searching and asking God, just give me something that I can memorize and hang on to for this year. It became something beautiful that I knew we would have to repeat because people started talking about how deeply that touched them and how they began to walk through 2013 and when they experienced challenges or even victories, they kind of went back to their life verse and it was so applicable to what they were walking through at that time and I knew we had found something special and so we have now started the year for eight straight years by saying, let's open up the word of God. It's still valuable. It's still living. It's still breathed out by God himself. And let's all search for a verse or two to claim as our own, to anchor our souls for all of the ups and downs and everything that we may encounter in a new year. If you've been part of this in the past and you've walked through this, I hope you love it. I hope you love it. And if it's grown a little stale for you, like, oh, we got to do that whole verse thing again, may God just somehow use the next few weeks to inspire you 
and encourage you that we desperately need the word of God in our hearts and in our lives. And so here we go again. I hope that you love it. If you have never walked through this before, you're very new to Valley Point, then welcome to Life Verse 2020. This is something special for us. It is a tradition. And I hope you grow to love it too as a fantastic way to start your year. Now, last year for the first time, I did something new. I chose a church-wide life verse for us and asked everybody still to pick their own verse, but let's all have a church-wide life verse, and that was Micah chapter 6, verse 8. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. What does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. We all memorized that and had a great time. I do hope you hang on to that verse and the themes of justice and mercy and humility. This is in your heart. It's in your mind now. So recall it as often as you can. And no, here's what God requires of me. Here's what God wants. He wants justice and mercy and humility Again, I hope you hang on to Micah chapter 6, verse 8 forever. I found a new verse. And beyond it being just a really fantastic verse, it's actually two verses, it's going to set a theme for our year. And so I want you to take your Bible or your device, if you have one, and find Matthew's Gospel. Matthew is the very first book in the New Testament. I'm going to pick a couple of verses in chapter 5 that will now serve as our 2020 church-wide life verse, and we're going to memorize this, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Before we read the verses, though, in chapters 5, 6, and 7 of Matthew, we find what is known as the greatest sermon of all time. It's the Sermon on the Mount, and it's delivered by Jesus. So we're going to memorize the words of Jesus himself, which make it really important because Jesus gave these words, and so we're going to memorize the thoughts of Jesus, and that's going to be great for us. And I would encourage you at some point to read through Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the sermon that Jesus gave on the mount to a group of people around him to challenge them with the way that they were living. Matthew chapter 5, here is our new church-wide life verse or verses beginning with verse 14. Here are the words of Jesus. Here we go. You are the light of the world. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. There you go. Our new church-wide life verses, Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. You, and, and by the way, you have to personalize this because Jesus wasn't just addressing the crowd in his day. He's talking to all of us as well. So you or we, Valley Point Church, guess what? You are the light of the world. And here's the deal. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. People don't do that. 
Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. Now, if you are into numbers, you may have already configured that Micah chapter 6, verse 8, has 31 words. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 15, has 36 words. So yes, you have to memorize five additional words from last year, but I think you're up for the task, right? Can you shake your head a little bit? Okay, good. I think you're up for the task. You are the light of the world. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Nope, instead, we put that on a stand so that it gives light to everyone in the house. Here are three quick thoughts that fall right out of these words from Jesus. Number one, you are the light of the world. Again, you have to personalize this. This wasn't just for an ancient crowd. It's for us today. So you, if you have trusted in the leadership and the forgiveness that God offers through Jesus Christ, guess what? You are a light, or at least you should be. You should be the light of the world. Now, Jewish tradition considered Israel as a nation and the city of Jerusalem as the light of the world. And it's interesting here because Jesus is addressing a very Jewish crowd. And so they would have understood the language of light and this would have made sense to them. What we know about Jesus as well is that he is the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophet Isaiah who said in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2 that Jesus is a light shining. And he referred to the Messiah that way. The one who is coming, he will be a light in a very dark place. He will bring brightness into a dark world. And he was talking about the person of Jesus, which helps us to know that Jesus himself is light. And that's why the apostle John in his gospel, and I want to read this to you, says this. John chapter 1, verse 9, the one, and he's talking about Jesus. So Jesus, who is the true light. And I'm just trying to help us all understand that Jesus himself is light, and that helps us to understand Matthew chapter 5 as well. So Jesus, who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. That's what John said about Jesus, based on the words of the ancient prophet Isaiah, who many years before Jesus was born said, a Messiah would come and he would bring light. Jesus now does something fascinating in Matthew chapter 5. He's talking to the crowd, and he makes the case, it's not just about me anymore. I am the light, but it's not just about me You are the light of the world. You followers of me, you imitators of me, you believers in me, you are the light of the world. You have a responsibility in this. Wow. What a responsibility, right? That's the first thought. Here's the second thought that comes out of our church-wide verses, and that is light should not be hidden. 
Verse 15 says, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Practically speaking, if you did that, it wouldn't be helpful to anyone, right? Here's the third thought. Light is designed to help everyone. That's the purpose of light. It's designed to help everyone. Verse 15 goes on to say, instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. I love this phrase, gives light. That comes from a Greek word, lampo, which probably makes sense to us. The Greek word lampo means to beam or to shine out in a radiant kind of way. Lampo, it gives light. And so Jesus is saying here, you, you, (laughs) you followers of Jesus, you believers, you imitators of me, you are to be lampo. You are to shine out and to beam in a radiant kind of way the truth of Jesus. The root of that word lampo is used nine times in the book of Matthew, which just helps us to know that Matthew places a high emphasis on followers of Jesus being light and shining in radiant ways. So get this. Jesus is talking to the crowd and he tells them, you are the light of the world. Don't hide the light. All right, don't do that. Instead, lift it up and let it shine so that it helps everybody. Here's why I have an urgency for this being our life verse in 2020. And again, this is more than just a nice set of verses, although I think it is that. I have an urgency, a fire in my bones for us to get this and to live it as a church in 2020, because God has placed us all where we live, work, and play to do more than just live, work, and play. Okay? God has placed us into our environments for a purpose. And often we don't consider that. We think we make all of those choices and certainly we have a responsibility in that. But I really believe God has placed us where we live, work, and play to do more than just live, work, and play and check things off a list and make money and buy houses and live and go to school and do all of the stuff. I believe God has placed us into our environments so that we can be a bright light and help everyone see the depths of God's love as displayed in the person of Jesus. So God has placed us where we live, work, and play to be a bright light. Now, being a bright light means many things. I think it has the idea of bringing joy into these environments. So if you're a follower of Jesus, where you live, work, and play, you should be bringing joy. You should be improving things. You should be providing solutions. You should be contributing. You should be productive. You should be kind. You should act like Jesus. And in doing that, we become a bright light, and I believe we help everyone 
see who Jesus is. This is a church-wide verse that is going to challenge all of us to act like Jesus, and that will be our emphasis. Let's act like him, be the light of the world, not hide it, but put it out there for people to see. This is something we're going to constantly come back to, thinking about acting like Jesus so that we can be a bright light for everyone. Now, let me break that down a bit and become very practical because being a bright light for everyone can be a bit intimidating. Like, ah, you know, I don't know about that. You know, that may be taking it a little too far. You know, I'm not sure. What does all of this actually mean? And so I want to help all of us think about being a bright light this way. Who's the one person in your world who needs you to be a bright light for them? Who's the one? Okay, think about everybody, but maybe God wants us to think about that one person. Who's that one person who could benefit from your compassion? Who's that one person who needs your love? Who's that one person who needs your generosity? Who is that one person that you want to join you here at Valley Point Church and fill the chair next to you so that they can begin a spiritual journey? Who is that one person who needs you to be a bright light for them so that they can understand the love of Jesus? Who is the one? And I think that's how we break this down. Be a bright light for everybody. In the process, think about your one. Who's the one? Throughout the year, I want us to constantly be mindful of the one. And here's why. That one person matters deeply to God. Whoever that is. And maybe you have a one rolling around in your mind right now. And maybe they irritate you and bother you. And no doubt that happens. But just know, we need to keep thinking about being a bright light for the one because that one person deeply matters to God. And because they deeply matter to God, they should matter to us as well. And so this is why we're going to cling to these words throughout the year. You are the light of the world, Valley Point. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. Real relationships, right? Yes. Yes, and I think that's the emphasis that we find in these verses. It's interesting because Jesus talked quite a bit about relationships and interacting with people when he was here on earth. Author Chris Hodges states it this way, Jesus talked about a lot of things, but more than any other subject, he talked about relationships. And I think Matthew chapter five touches on that with the challenge for all followers of Jesus to be the light of the world and not hide that light, but put it on a stand to help everyone. And let's all be mindful of the one person in our world who desperately needs us to be a bright light for them. Matthew chapter five. Okay, let's say these words together. Let's stand together. Do that. 
Matthew chapter 5, we'll continue to work on memorizing this, but let's all say it as a family. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, you are the light of the world. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. One more time, Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, you are the light of the world. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. And may God add his blessing to the reading of his words. You may be seated. Let me give you a challenge now. And these are our takeaways for today. Number one, memorize Matthew 5, 14, and 15. And I know it's a few more words than Micah chapter 6, verse 8, but you can do it. Start putting these words into your mind so that we begin enacting what God wants for us, being the light of the world and thinking about that one. So over the next couple of weeks, we'll continue to work at memorizing these two verses. You work at it on your own. And the beauty of that It's not just something to do. The beauty is you have the words of Jesus rolling around in your mind and in your heart, and you can recall that in a time of need. And that's a beautiful exercise, memorizing scripture. So you work at Matthew 5, 14 through 15, putting that into your heart. And then here's the second takeaway, and that is I want you, in addition to thinking about Matthew chapter 5, I want you to begin looking for a verse or two on your own that you want to claim as your personal verse or verses for 2020. And I'll be talking to you more about the specifics of what that looks like and how you can choose verses. I really encourage everybody just begin reading, just start to read. Sometimes that can be intimidating, but get a Bible and just start reading. And once you find something meaningful, like, wow, that was a fascinating verse. Or, boy, I really struggled with that. I I might need this to convict me. Or, I know what's coming in 2020. And here's a verse that brings hope or joy. And I need that for this year. When you find a verse that is meaningful and memorable, If it jumps into your heart, that's probably the verse that God wants to give to you. So simply start reading. I do know that can be a difficult task. So in your program, there are some helpful links for you to investigate in terms of finding a helpful life verse or two. I would encourage you to investigate those links. Also, we have printed a list of helpful life verses that are available for you at the Just For You table in the lobby. If you're not sure where to begin, like the Bible's an intimidating book, I'm not sure I just want to open it up and start wherever. If that's not you, then I would encourage you, just grab this sheet. We've tried to make it very simple for you to find something meaningful. Now, I've given this sheet out for the past several years, but this is version 8.0 or 7.0, whatever it is, there's new verses on this. So if you've picked it up in the past, there's more stuff. So grab a new one. It's actually three sheets now, which is remarkable. There's Old Testament verses. There are New Testament verses like Philippians 4, 6. 
Here's what it says. Don't worry about anything. <laughs> oh my. Now let's skip that one. No, it goes on to say, instead, pray about everything. That's hard. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Okay, do you see how this works? Philippians 4, 6, an amazing verse. And if you're worrying about something that is part of your life right now or you know in January or February there is this thing that's coming and it's consuming you, God's word tells us, don't, don't worry about that. Instead, pray about it. And this is the beauty of scripture. It does this so often. It will tell us, put off this. Stop this. Stop it. Scripture's great at then saying, now replace it with this. Because you have to replace it with something. You can't just get rid of things. There has to be that sense of putting this off and now let's put something on in its place. And Philippians 4, 6 is clear. Don't worry. Instead, get rid of that. Now replace it with prayer. And oh, by the way, tell God what you need. He's okay with that. And thank him for all he has done. This sheet or sheets, they are full of helpful verses like this. There are also six different links here that will help you know how to study the Bible. So if you're unsure, if you're brand new to this, don't be intimidated. Grab this and begin reading it. Go to these helpful links, and I think you'll have a lot of fun with that. Now, here's how we'll walk through the rest of our time together. Next Sunday, I'm going to share more practical helps on how to find a life verse and how to make the reading of scripture a regular pattern and a habit in your life, which I think would be great for all of us. That's next Sunday. And I'm also gonna share my life verse that I've chosen for 2020. I'm gonna memorize Matthew 5, 14 through 15, but I've also chosen another verse and I wanna share that with you. And then on Sunday, January the 19th, we're gonna have a great Sunday. It's one of my favorites of the year because I'm gonna interview people who have chosen some verses and they're gonna read those verses to you and then explain why. Here's why I've chosen this and here's what it means to me. And I love that day because you get to hear from people who sit with you and wrestle with all of the same stuff and yet they're working hard to find verses to help guide. And so that will be on January the 19th, a great interview day. And then we will end the series on January the 26th by committing to our verses and, and writing them down on something. And then we'll display that all year long so we can be reminded of what God is doing in our hearts. Last year we did that with what you see displayed at the front door. Micah chapter 6, verse 8, walk justly, love mercy, and uh, did I mess it up already? Act justly, love mercy, walk humbly. That's out there. And we had people sign that, and it was a great reminder for us as we walk in and as we exit. Here's our theme for the year. We're going to do that again and have people sign that. That will all take place on Sunday, January the 26th. So listen, be here all month, okay? This is, this is really an important time. And I don't say that because we're looking to fill chairs. I say that because the word of God has the ability to give you an amazing year. 
to help you manage everything that's coming. We need this. We need this. And so please be here. And I think God will grow our love together for scripture, for these ancient words that still have something to say to us today. Father, we are so thankful for our time today and for this challenge to find some verses to help guide us. I pray that you'd help everybody here to take that challenge upon themselves. God, help us to also memorize these words here in Matthew chapter 5. You are the light of the world. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. Help us to put those words into our minds so that we're thinking about that one person where we live, work, and play, or go to school, or on that team, or in that group that we're a part of. God, help us to be thinking about that one person who desperately needs us to be a bright light for them. Help us to live out the words of Scripture that you have given to us in love. Give us a great month of thinking about life verses. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you call Valley Point Church home or would like to make a donation, please go to valleypointchurch.com slash online giving. If you're in need of prayer, we would love to serve you in that way. Send us a message at prayer at valleypointchurch.com. Be blessed.